The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob Bear here, host of Snaps, presented by FanDuel. And we all know football season's rolling right along. It's kind of sad, already halfway through. And there's no better place to get in on the action than at FanDuel. Okay, the app is awesome, man. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The boost that they always got. I mean, I love the Thursday night same-game parlay. Just 10 free dollars. Just get a ten, free $10 bet for your same-game parlay. Juice it up as much as you want, right? That's just one of many exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid quickly. And there's so many ways to play. Spread, money line, over, unders, totals, props, everything. And then if you're like me, you procrastinate, you lose check of time, you can jump into the action during the game with live betting. So, Use the promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a brand new edition of SNAPS. It is November 1st. 2022 the year doesn't matter the point is Aaron we're out of October and in November I'm a bit sad to see spooky season goes but you know every day is a reminder that we're one day closer to the grave and this is no different what I do love now is we are entering one of my favorite parts of the sports calendar right college football is about to pick up we got some massive games coming up this weekend which are going to be breaking down throughout the week oh you got a little nba going on we're in the anticipatory christmas period and let's be clear about that the great part about holidays or anything else that's you know very much built up in life is not just the day itself but it's the build-up right so already i'm thinking about thanksgiving meal i think about the gumbo that i'm gonna make with the turkey stock and and, and the sauce mm. and the turkey gumbo after thanksgiving i think about a and m and thanksgiving football and the egg bowl and, and i'm just mm, uh, uh, i love this time of year aaron i'm a little sad to put up my mickey and Minnie inflatable and spider webs and all of that today but as we said, we are on to November, and we're on to a new episode of Snaps. Aaron, what's up? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm T-Bob Aver, and this is my co-host here on Snaps, the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Murray. Oh, uh, I'm glad Bilbo said in the chat because that was going to be my first comment. Tebow's chest hair today is on a different level. Can we please go back to the Y shot, Brom? You took that wide shot, and it just was – it is popping. Uh, I am yeah, right. sad I did not choose to wear – a Hawaiian S button up shirt today to let my glorious chest hair show as well. But uh, yes, Maction tonight too, T Bob. You forgot Maction starts tonight. So we get uh, okay, hand, we hand, hand to God. Football. Hand to God. I don't I don't know that I care about Maction. I know, I know, I know I, know, I should do, but I'm kind of a hater, helpful. dude. Yeah, For I know. Those I know. who want to go to fanduel.com promo code snaps and put some money on a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night and a Thursday night and a Friday night and a Saturday night and a Sunday night. And a Monday night, you can gamble every night of the week on football. Promo yeah, we are. Uh, 
that, that's a great call there, and you should download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code. Uh, yeah, we are, I think, in the midst of 27 day, straight days of football. That started sometime like half a week ago, I believe. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Again, guys, I am not hating on anyone who loves Maction, and I know it is fun to gamble on, okay? All I'm saying is, and by the way, I love wearing my shirt like this. My wife tells me it's ridiculous, but I kind of feel like we all have to wear things that we feel like ourselves in and comfortable, and this is me being my most comfortable. Uh, but look at this shirt. I mean, you see the shirt. It's a Star Wars shirt, okay? There's so much sports iron going on 24-7. I need one night for my pop culture, right? And if I'm already watching football Thursday, sometimes Friday, and then all day Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday, like Tuesday is my night. So like tonight, I'm going to watch Andor. I'm going to watch Tales of the Jedi. But I Ooh. wish a happy Maction to all those who celebrate. Like I I, I, I hope that y'all all have a wonderful time. But I got, I got to finish this last session with Andor to get ready for tomorrow because your boy is freaking hyped. I'm almost as hyped. As I am for this upcoming weekend, man. Uh, what a weekend we have coming up with UGA, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, the perfect way to kick off November. But Auburn decided the perfect way to kick off November was by firing Brian Harson. We talked about it yesterday. There's now been a lot of um, discussion about who could be next. And one of the names that could be making its way to the Plains, at least according to rumor, is Lanes Kiffin. That is, as uh, it seems like a lot of fans uh, want Lane Kiffin there. And that there may be some smoke there. You'll probably know how I feel about this, but Aaron, where's your head at when you hear about the potential of Lane Kiffin to Auburn? He would be my number one choice. And I know he's your number one choice to go to A&M if, that, if they ever did move on from Jimbo and that absurd contract. But he is he he's doing everything that you want as a head coach of your of your program uh offensively one of the best offensive minds in all of college football you see him do it he has a you want to throw the football he'll make that happen if you want to run the football he'll make that happen and he continues to excel as as an offensive mind which is what you want in today's age if i'm going to hire a coach i'm going to bring in someone that knows that side of the football more then let him go hire a defensive coordinator so boom check lane has that Two, transfer portal. Lane is the king of the transfer portal. So he can turn your team, which is average or even below average for Auburn right now when it comes to personnel, he can flip it on a dime. He can bring in guys next year, this offseason, and get that program right and a lot more competitive than they are right now. He is one of the best at doing that. And he still can hit the recruiting trail well for high school for, for high school recruits. You look at who his starting running back is right now. Judkins was a, a three-star guy from the state of Alabama. I guarantee you, if Lane got the job at Auburn, Judkins would be making that transfer over with him to go back home yeah. to the state of Alabama uh, and be RB1 next year, possibly at the University of Auburn. So he can do all the recruiting. He can do the offense. He can do NIL. And the resources at Auburn are far superior than the resources at Ole Miss. And he could be a complete pain in the ass to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Because like you and I talked about yesterday on the show, T-Bob, you need someone who's not afraid to get in the ring and mix mm -hmm. it up with those yep. two. And there's mm -hmm. two guys that have the, the cojones to do that. And that is that is Lane Kiffin and that's Dion. Those are my top two guys that have the personality to, to just jump in there and make an impact day one in every single category that you want. So yes, my, my Christmas list, Thanksgiving list, my first serving of Thanksgiving dinner, if I'm Auburn, is going to be going after Lane Kiffin. Yes, I think from the <clears throat> Auburn perspective, absolutely, you try to go after Lane. I mean, he just won 10 games at Ole Miss in the regular season for the first time in school history, right? Uh, but you know how I feel about Auburn, right? So from Auburn's perspective, that's where I would start. I would make him say no. Uh, from the Lane Kiffin perspective, I would think like, because look, okay, granted, Aaron, uh, do we agree on this? Do you think this is fact? Would Auburn pay more than Ole Miss would? Like, will Ole Miss write Lane yeah. Kiffin a blank check? Would, would, would they match? If Auburn wanted to pay Lane nine a year, do you think Ole Miss would match nine a year? Well, it's not only for him, but it's also for... Uh, his his staff. I mean, what did what did he say? Lane last week before heading into that game versus AM asked about DJ Durkin. What did he say? Hey, we got outbid. 
Ole Miss does not mm-hmm. have the resources. He's also tried to get oh, he has tried to get NIL going as well there at Ole Miss, and it's not been extremely successful because they also just don't have the deep pockets. Also lost his OC to got open. They lost his OC to 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 Oklahoma. Southern Cal, correct? No, to Oklahoma. Yeah. So like deep pockets for two things: one for, or for three things: one for him, two for for a coaching staff. And then three for NIL. And if you read everything that's going on at Auburn right now, their collective is supposedly raised $13, $14 million towards NIL incentives and, 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 and possibilities for these kids to go make money. So, yes, right now the resources at Auburn is significantly better than Ole Miss. They, they have deeper pockets. So, yeah, if I'm, if I'm Lane Kiffin and I know I need X amount of money for recruiting, I know I need X amount of money for a defensive and offensive coordinator – I have way better chances of hitting all those three things if I jump ship and leave Ole Miss. Interesting, 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 because then it probably feels like Lane is going to have to kind of answer a question that is not very easy to answer, right? Because, well, I mean, actually, much of the time it is easy to answer. Maybe I'm just adding the complexity here. It sounds like Lane may have to ask, okay, do I want – do I want uh, to go after the money and enter a, a a tougher environment? And you could say, oh, well, T-Bob, they're both in the SEC West, and this is true, right? But you would have to build Auburn back up. And granted, he could do it quickly and everything, but it's exhausting. It's everything he just got done doing at Ole Miss. Also, expectation level, vastly different. We'll talk about that in a second, right? But Lane has said, okay, do I want to maybe make more money, go into a tougher environment, or do I stay at a place where I've got it going and I can – continue to win games it looks like i show no sign of slowing down i'm building something good here and then eventually when one of the big big blue bloods open up maybe even like a an alabama or i mean i guess i guess that is an interesting question what would be some of the other major that's a different conversation but like does lane bide his time for a situation that isn't as toxic Mm -hmm. that isn't as competitive as auburn like there are some jobs out there that you that that maybe would be more ideal i i just don't know what the answer is for lane and for me one of the main things is well not just the fact that he would essentially be starting over a rebuild right after getting you know done with a rebuild which is brutal in its own right uh and you would be it kind of does affect your like i don't know if it hits the same if you leave for another sec west school or not hits the same but i think you open yourself up to a lot of valid criticism about commitment and the message that you're sending to recruits if you and i'm i would not be one of these people i would not be blaming him but we're crazy to think that other coaches would not be attacking him or recruiting against him if after all of this come to the sip campaign he left the sip for auburn alabama like I, i i think that would not be ideal you could swallow it maybe overcome it but people could use that as an attack angle against you to me though the main issue remains um, in a lot of ways, expectation level. Again, Lane just won 10 games at Ole Miss for the first time ever, and he's a legend. You win 10 games at Auburn, they'll tell you that's good, but, you know, what's next year? Like, next year needs to be a championship. Next year we need an SEC championship. And it's a way longer road for Ole Miss fans to get spoiled than is Auburn fans. Like, right now, Ole Miss fans live it, 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 with that fear of reverting to pre-Lane status, Right. This makes sure that they'll give you rope. They'll kind of stay in line. They'll continue to back you and buy into you. Auburn people, if you were to look at it from like a dating perspective, are the worst people to date because they have an overly inflated sense of self. Like, like who, 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 tell me who enjoys that person that thinks that their shit doesn't stink or thinks that they're actually better than they are. It's just a miserable person to be around. And some of y'all could say that's me and that's all well and good, but that's up for you to decide the bottom line the toxicity of Auburn, the expectation level, the Nick Saban and Kirby Smart bordering you. It just it feels very risky for Lane when he has so much positive momentum on the coaching front right now. Two things. One, one, you continue to to believe that every coach just wants security, that they they're they're terrified of getting fired. They understand the profession they're in. They're getting paid millions and millions of dollars and and, and they're competitive 
juices are going. They want to win championships. You can't tell me that Lane doesn't want to go somewhere that's going to give him the resources to compete in the exactly. SEC no, for okay, a okay. So, 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 so that's my point, though, here. You're and afraid, I'm sorry you, to keep that, you keep making it feel like everyone's no, no, afraid no, 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 to no, get no, fired. No, 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 so sorry. I don't, you're right. I think that is what it sounds like. But what I am trying to say here is like Billy Napier turned down SEC jobs like Mizzou to wait on Florida. Like, I think Lane could wait on a job that is an easier path to that championship than Auburn, mm. is my point. He can yeah, stay in play at Ole Miss. He can stay at the top of all these coaching searches, and then he can eventually jump when he finds a better situation. I see. I don't know if there's going to be – I think our our visions of Auburn are very different. I think that's, that's the disconnect right now. Like, I look at Auburn as if Lane goes to Auburn and has success, he's not going to go anywhere else. Because they have everything to offer. Once again, you go to Ole Miss, you can win. You can well, have until fun. Until he gets fired, great, he can't but, win. Okay, but I'm just <laughs> once again, that's not my point, though. I'm not saying he, he's not going to get fired. I'm saying like if Lane gets things going at Auburn, and in five years they're winning consecutive, you know, winning, you know, ten win seasons, and they're they're having success, and maybe they get to an SEC championship, maybe they get to uh, a couple playoff games, which he can get that program going in that right, right direction. I don't think he leaves Auburn to go to Alabama if Saban retires, to go to Texas A&M if Jimbo gets fired. Like Auburn's a place you go to, and if you have success, you stay because they're going to pay you. They're going to give you the resources. They're going to give you the coaches you want. They're going to give you the NIL you want. This is a place you can retire at if you're lame. If he does well, I agree with you 100%. Like if you don't do well, and this can go for any damn university out there that has high expectations, Yes, you could be canned in three, four years, or in, in Harson's sake, in two years. Harson's a different. <laughs> well, Lane, Harson's an outlier because he wasn't Lane an would SEC do better. guy. <laughs> Lane would do better than Harson. We can agree on that. So Lane I, I feel would you do on better that. than Harson. Yes. Yes. So the difference between Auburn and and Ole Miss, besides all the other factors I laid out, is is the proximity to major cities. You're an hour and a half, if that, to Atlanta. Ole Miss is in the middle of nowhere. Like it is hard to get to Oxford, Mississippi. Um, I think you'd be able to, what he's already done in recruiting, he would be able to do even better. Imagine if you named Lane Kiffin the head coach of Auburn by the end of this month, what damage he would do in the transfer portal this offseason. He would reinvigorate that entire fan base in a matter of six months. So I don't know, man. It makes sense to me. Obviously, it's up to him. I mean, does he want to take the chance to leave a cushy job that that like you said you only have to win eight nine games a year if that uh to be successful to keep making money or do you want to go take a chance on somewhere that has better resources someone that's won national championships in the past you know 12 years that's been to another national championship i i, I would take that risk i think he i think he's frustrated the fact that he lost his coordinators this offseason yeah, I think so. And uh, you know, he feels handcuffed in NIL. He has been uh, very upfront about that. And I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to see it here because you look around, okay, what would be the better jobs that could maybe open up? At one time, I would have said maybe like a Penn State, but, you know, uh, with the Franklin extension, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Uh, the Big 12 <clears throat> probably doesn't feel like the conference to go to. I mean, maybe there's an ACC school of Florida State or Where's something. Where's they going to go? Yeah, I guess that's that's what I'm kind of mathing out right now, right? Because at a time, it would have been USC, but you already went down that road. At a time, it could have been Oregon, but landing's off to a great start there. Um, the, the, the big teams in the Big Ten, I mean, there is one in the Big Ten. Don't Aaron. say it. Don't yeah, I mean, say you already it. He know, would dude. never go there. You already know, dude. Where the start, come start to the ship. How about come to the link? Okay. If Lane goes to Nebraska, nobody can even criticize him. He doesn't even go SEC West to SEC West. Okay. How about that? If Lane goes to Nebraska, then all of a sudden he can just say, look, man, you know, it was just a better opportunity out of the coverage, blah, blah, blah. He, he doesn't feel nearly as much like a trailer <laughs> trader. Uh, oh, Oklahoma. Okay, there we go, Andy J in the chat. Oklahoma's interesting. Would not happen anytime soon, right? No, would require have a soon. couple of years, and maybe Venables gets it going. It's not looking great here in year number one, but uh, Oklahoma would maybe be the only one on the horizon. So, look, maybe See, Venables, right here, Venables is going to get four years, though. Venables will yeah, get – Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. You'll you're get right. four right. years. So you got to wait right. three years plus with the expansion of the SEC. Um, do you take the risk of staying at Ole Miss and falling behind all those categories I've talked about and, and having to essentially keep – because right now there's a good chance they're going to win nine games this year, if not ten games. So that's back-to-back ten-win seasons. Do you run the risk of not being able to capture that momentum if you wait two or three years? Like, yeah. Do we all believe that Ole Miss is going to consistently win ten-win seasons? Probably not. Like their schedule this year was was cupcake, and they mm-hmm. they took advantage of it, and they're they're going to have a great year. I applaud them for that. But like, I don't see this team. I, like I could see them dropping to eight nine wins next year. Then the next year dropping eight nine wins. So like, does his name have as much juice in two three years as it does right now? Like he is a hot name, as we all know. He 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 has shown us that he is the best. Once again, at the transfer portal. The best, one of the best at offense is like take your chance, go somewhere that you know you can win, and and see what happens. Hmm. So, I mean, look, the more we talk it out, it is interesting though because yesterday we talked about this. You agreed that it was a, a bit of a lateral move, and that's how I felt. But the more we talk it out, I do, I am starting to come around to the maybe just kind of push your chips into the center and go for it. And if anybody would like to go toe-to-toe with Saban and recruit against directly against mm-hmm. Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin definitely has the kind of uh, FU attitude to want to do so. So, hmm. hmm. Definitely give me a lot to think about. I still think I would hold off because I think that Auburn job is doomed. And and I think the other problem is when you fail at one of these big jobs, right, how long does it take you to get another head job? Has Lane reached the status where he would get another head job? Because these shots are few and far between, and he's already gotten quite a few of them here early on. I wonder if the next big, big one is his final one. Or maybe he just stays at Ole Miss. Who knows, dude? We'll see. Uh, Larry Ramsey said Auburn's a dumpster fire and a lateral move. He said it all missed. The only okay, Larry, that is how I felt. The only thing that does ring very true here from Aaron is the financial front, because he has made he's been very public about being a bit frustrated by a lack of finances, be it nil or getting outbid for his coaches. So that's where you're like, uh, okay, maybe so, dude. Do you agree though? Because I know this is this is popping up in the chat right now, T Bob. Uh, you know, B Bean goes, you know, if you coach at Auburn for a long time, or, he kind of made a joke, but then uh, K-Man talks at Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Who retires and then who's been the last coach that's coached, you know, 10 years at Auburn, Pat Dye. That's, I don't think any of this is a doing of a coach wanting to leave. It's more of, you know, the program wanting to move on. But do you agree if you do get things going at all at Auburn, most likely you're not going to leave to go somewhere else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, especially because it'll probably time up if you really got things going to that point where we're talking about like lifetime deal type status, uh, Saban's probably retiring at some point, right? So like, so you, you would, the void would be there for you to maybe take over the state. Yeah, I agree. You would not go from Auburn to Alabama, uh, hypothetical Aaron Murray, Texas A&M versus Auburn. Better job. Texas A&M. I think so too. I think so too. I think Texas um, Hey, as the chat but, pointed but, but, out, Aaron, but, but, but Jimbo oh, Jimbo ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Jimbo ain't going like that. No, no, like, no, no. I don't see not. that opening. But, but, yeah. but, but, no. But that would be, but that would be a job to potentially wait for. If we, if we like, if we put Oklahoma on the list, A and M would be one that Lane could buy his tie for. They would absolutely. But you have to go I mean, after like, Lane. That, that's such a risk to sit around and wait for that to come open. Like, I right agree. Now, the amount of money Jimbo is guaranteed like you would still be running the risk of waiting two, three years and say Jimbo's number one recruiting class this past year blossoms into something special next season. You know, all Jimbo needs is one really good year to, to shut the critics. But you may not get fired and you are right about that. So you're right. It's a risk. Uh, we'll, we'll see what Lane uh, will end up doing. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million 
plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's up, y'all? The NBA season is underway, which means it is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars uh check this out as well FanDuel is the only sports book that's giving all customers three months of nba league pass when they made a five dollar bet on the nba how about that you make a five dollar bet on the nba you get three months of league pass i don't care if you're new or old customers uh by the way what's up t-bob I, I do the college football show here in the volume uh with aaron murray it's called snaps you should listen to it when you sign up for the FanDuel sportsbook you should use the promo code snaps but Right behind college football as my passion are the New Orleans Pelicans. And guess what, boys? Down here, we call them the Bad News Birds, the Island of Misfit Boys, and they're getting better and better, and it's all at the Los Angeles Lakers' expense. How perfect, then, that the Pellies got the Lakers Wednesday night. All right, so you best believe I'm going to be hammering Zion Parlay's Brandon Ingram parlays, and my favorite kind, Pelican parlays, okay? So go on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You can build whatever you want. They got star parlays, same games, all the player props that your little NBA-loving heart can dream of. And plus, if you get to it late with live betting, you get updated odds on games, and you're good to go. Uh, you know, pretty importantly, remember the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So download it today. Using the promo code SNAPS, get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. If you get the bet wrong, you get the money back and free bets to you. So just bet whatever you want to deposit in there, right? Uh, and so that's promo code SNAPS, FanDuel Sportsbook app. And let's make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Last thing here. Do you know who coached for 11 years at Nebraska? Monty Kiffin. Okay. A chat pointed out, not me. Chat pointed out 11 years in the Lincoln. Okay. Uh, all right. Next Ooh. up on today's snaps, uh, we got a new Heisman House favorite. How about it, dude? Uh, we got Hendon Hooker. And if you listen to snaps, uh, so by the way, on FanDuel right now and all the sports book, uh, Hendon Hooker is your Heisman favorite. Uh, if you listen to snaps, you would know. That Aaron Murray was right. He tried to tell you this weeks ago that if that, 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 that Hooker would be the favorite and that if he beat UGA, 
that he would win the Heisman. At the beginning of that conversation, I, I, I did not believe it. I remember, Aaron, that you kind of convinced me with your argument at the time. I still didn't feel that it was likely, but now in the manner in which we've watched this Tennessee team evolve, the dismantling of Kentucky, uh, it kind of absolutely feels like if he beats Georgia, Hennon Hooker will wrap up the Heisman Trophy. Oh, 100% he would. Right now, he's he's clearly in the lead at FanDuel at plus 100. CJ Stroud at plus 200. Caleb Williams is third plus at plus 200 now. Damn. Yeah, he's at plus 200. Caleb Williams at plus 1,400, uh, tied with with Blake Corum there at that number three spot. So, yeah, I, this to me, this weekend – is is make or break for for Hendon Hooker. Like if 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 they don't win this game, I think a lot has to go right for him in order to win the Heisman. Where if they yep. do win the game, if they win it, it means because Hendon had a great football game. It means because Hendon went out there and threw three or four touchdowns and had a performance similar to what he did versus Alabama a few weeks ago. And if that's the case, and you look at their schedule the rest of the way, versus Missouri at home, um, they have South Carolina and then Vanderbilt. So three games that are going to be stat padding games as well like he'll go out there and throw three or four touchdowns the rest of the way and then you'll feel to me you'll feel even more that heisen discussion and hypo is just going to let that bitch roll where he probably <laughs> may even throw four or five touchdowns per game um and then you get to the discussion of oh what well they stuff the place alabama my belief and what i said weeks ago and i still believe this now is unless he completely craps the bed versus alabama he will still win it even if they lose the game against Bama, because at that point you would have you would have already been Alabama, you would have gone on the road and be in Georgia, you would have had other ranked wins versus Kentucky and versus Florida, and then on the road yeah. versus LSU. Like the resume would be just too much. The fact that you, you you're not going to ask a kid to go beat Nick Saban twice in a year in order to win a Heisman when C.J. Stroud all he has to do is beat Michigan at home, and that's it. Like that is literally Ohio State's schedule this year. The, the win versus Notre Dame is not great right now. Plus, he didn't even play tremendous versus Notre Dame. Penn State's not a great football team. So, really, yeah. it's just Michigan. Like, that's all we're asking TJ yeah. Stroud to do is to beat Michigan to win a championship. And we're asking Hendon Hooker to do all this. So, yes, the Heisman Trophy in the East, the SEC East, in my opinion, could be won this weekend for Hendon Hooker if he takes care of business in Athens. Ah, uh, it's just insane. It seems like every week this year has been bigger and bigger for Hooker, and that's probably actually one of the core reasons why he has suddenly taken uh, the lead here, right? Because when you look at Hooker versus C.J. Stroud, the numbers are the numbers. Um, Stroud maybe slightly has him edged out a bit, but C.J. Stroud is suffering from a bit of Ohio State disease right now. And what I mean by that is, We've seen Dwayne Haskins throw for 50 touchdowns in a season. We saw Stroud over 42 last year. Ohio State plays at noon every Saturday, and they beat the shit out of every team that they play at noon. Highest point differential in the country right now at plus 32. Uh, and, and, you know, we were talking on AMP, which we do AMP Monday through Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. Uh, we were talking on AMP early, and I was like, okay, because I started diving into the TV ratings, Aaron, because honestly what I thought I would find is that because it's at noon and because Tennessee's been playing in these big night games, I, I felt like Hendon Hooker felt much more public than C.J. Stroud. We were kind of trying to parse through exactly how we got there, and I dove into the TV ratings, and really there's no great difference in the ratings. Like, yes, um, Tennessee-Alabama was the highest-rated game of the season at 11.5 million average, uh, but right there, third or fourth on the list was Ohio State Notre Dame, which was 10.5 million average. And then you go on a week by week basis, and basically the ratings are a wash. So it's again, why does Hooker feel so much more public? We're like, okay, maybe it's the SEC bias. Potentially that's it. But I think at the end of the day, where I'm landing is it's the it, it's what we all talked about before the show, me, you, and Brum. It's the storyline effect, right? Um, Tennessee is new. They are exciting. They are sexy. When you're the new kid at school, uh, if we were to do some sort of crass, uh, you know, good-looking uh, rating system, you're going to score a little higher when you're new. If you grew up around these kids, uh, you're going to be viewed a bit more objectively. You're going to be dinged uh, a bit because they have known you. They've known who you are. Uh, new is cool. It always brings a little extra something with it. We love 
the rebirth of a of, of a champion of a civilization. That's what you see going on in Tennessee right now. We love the rise. We talk about all the time in fanhood. The rise is the most fun part. Aaron, you got to experience the rise last year. You Georgia fans are about. I mean, the fun times are over. Now you only have the expectation. Natty or bust. If you lose, it's it's just an awful year. And and I'm not saying that it doesn't feel great to just win handily week in and week out. It obviously does, right? But it's not as exciting mm. outside looking in. And so when we see Ohio State no. doing what Ohio State has done for a decade, I mean, hell, Brum, what was Ryan Day's record? Like 52 and four? 42 and four. 42 and four. This man is 42 mm. and four since he took over as head coach, okay? That doesn't hit the same as a hypo rocket ship going from awful to seven and he didn't do awful, but taking over awful going seven and six and now undefeated with a game of the century coming up this weekend. Hooker is just sexier. And so if he wins Saturday, absolutely. That story trumps, I think anything that CJ Stroud could do. Well, I, I know you gave the numbers of, 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 you know, viewers for each of the games from, from Ohio state to Tennessee, but I still think that game versus Alabama, as you alluded to, like that was such a big moment. We always talk about like Heisman moments. Who has a Heisman moment at different parts of the season? And he's already had multiple Heisman moments. And and obviously that one versus Alabama was was humongous. The nation watched that game. Everyone talked about that game. We watched it. And once again, this weekend, you do not get bigger, T-Bob, than one versus two. This is the biggest football game of the season. So once again, you are a part of something that is going to be talked about for this week and for the rest of the season. And, yeah. and yes, the Ohio State-Michigan game will be tremendous. It will be a big-time matchup. It will be probably the best game, obviously, of that weekend. You're going to get you know, most likely the number two team in the country versus possibly the number three team in the country, You know, depending on what happens this weekend. Obviously, Georgia-Tennessee will drop. One of them will drop, so Ohio State-Michigan will move up. So that will be a gigantic game. But Hendon has said now we'll have two of the biggest – I would say two of the top three games this season he would have been a part of. And if he wins two of them, that is a huge feather in his cap as well. And I I completely agree with everything you say, T, about, you know, this is the the new sexy girl on the block, which is Tennessee right now. Exciting. I think their offense is just so much fun to watch. The deep balls, the explosive plays down the field, and then his ability to run too. I think anytime as a quarterback, you throw in the factor of, hey, I got legs. I can I can break 30, 40, 50 yard runs. And and CJ's not really that quarterback. CJ's still more of your true pocket passer, can move in and outside the pocket, but not the way that Hendon Hooker does. So the the big play mentality with the arm, the the bigger play mentality with with his legs or capability with his legs as well, I think just puts him in a different category than 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 CJ. Um, not saying at the end of the day, you know, I still think CJ possibly goes, and I think CJ does go ahead of Hennon Hooker in the NFL draft. So maybe a better quarterback when it comes to pro- professional talent. But right now, it's just hard to beat the the, the magic, which is Hennon Hooker and, and the Tennessee Volunteers right now. Well, and this is where, you I mean, you mentioned the NFL draft, and you know what's sad, Aaron? And is this not the ultimate Ohio State disease? The immediate thing that jumps into my head is which Ohio State quarterbacks translated to the NFL, right? Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields has been it. Um uh, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, but he was not making it as an NFL quarterback. Like there hasn't, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing someone off the top of my head, but not anyone that I can, I mean, Joe Burrow, uh, but I think he's probably more of a, more of an LSU quarterback uh, at the end. Uh, so yeah, I, I do love that you hit on style as well though. Right. Because one of my favorite campaign commercials growing up, um, and I don't mean political campaign. I mean like ad campaign were uh, chicks dig the long ball, right? With Maddox and the boys back in the day. Well, it remains true in football. Chicks dig the deep ball. I dig the deep ball. I am the Mm -hmm. chick here. Because when that ball is flying through the air and you don't know what's going to happen and there's that collective intake of breath from 100,000 people in the stadium and then it freaking hits a guy in stride for a touchdown, it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. And just think about this as far as, Stroud vs. Hooker and why we're seeing much, this much momentum. Look at last weekend. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio State-Penn State are very similar games in a lot of ways. One at noon, one at night, one 
you know, a, a, a nice win for Ohio State, but an absolute absolute dismantling under the moon in black uniforms by Tennessee. Everything about it just feels significantly sexier. Uh, so we'll see if it remains true. Can it win them? Well, I mean, whatever. He has to win on Saturday because if he doesn't win, there's all much yep. to do about nothing, and C.J. Stroud takes over. Unless he loses to Michigan, yep. and then, then who is it? Corum. That's right. I, if they, those two lose, back. which is obviously possible, I, I I do think Michigan has the recipe to beat Ohio State. It's identical matchup to what occurred last season there. Obviously, the big difference, it's in Ohio State, not Michigan. But if that does happen, you're, you're currently right now, you're tied for third. I think Blake Corum is someone that you have to keep your eye on. Uh, if you believe Michigan can beat Ohio State, he would probably be close to that front runner than your number four guy right now, Bo Nix. If, if, if obviously if he continues to play well, he has the stats right now, he has the touchdowns. If they win the Pac-12, yes, he would be in there. So I think right now, um, you know, I think, I think if, I think Bo is a, Bo is going to be there. I think Bo is going to be in New York for the ceremony. Cause I do think they're huh. going to win the Pac-12. Uh, huh. and then another one too, don't, don't forget your, your boy, Max Duggan. If, if, if they win the Big 12, I would love nothing more. And he continues to be it. magical too. You talk about like yeah. the Heisman too. There's so much about the story. Like, what is the story that goes along with it? Can someone, you know, is, is does that guy have that kind of quality? And and obviously we've talked about Tennessee and Hendon Hooker and the story of Tennessee rebuilding and, and and just the rocket ship. Well, I mean, you go TCU and Max Duggan, a guy who was not even the starter week one, has now turned this team into a, a top five, top six team in the country, undefeated. That's a story people can get behind and people will vote for as well. So if you believe in TCU yeah. and you believe they can win it, Max Duggan's someone that I would, you know, maybe take a shot at at plus three thousand right now. So if we're ever if we're, if we're, if to repeat some of the stuff I said on AMP, though, the only worry there that I have it's just a bit of a brand concern versus TCU because if you're talking about a Blake yep. Corum that beat Ohio State, uh, there is something American about a Michigan running back winning the Heisman. Uh, I think I said on AMP, it feels like a Norman Rockwell painting, right? Like you should be all cozy and snug in front of a fire drinking like hot cocoa or something and just just really happy. So I I, I wonder if Duggan could win it. I would look after Duggan came through for your boy to go three and zero in best bets last weekend. I will never utter a negative word about Max Duggan. Uh, by the way, Zone Six just just to get to this, he says Drake May. It's just it, Drake May kind of suffers from. Um, it sounds funny, almost too much stats. I mean, maybe if they would beat Clemson, if they beat Clemson in the ACC championship, I guess it would get a little bit interesting, dude. I don't, I don't think I, the issue with Drake. I don't think the majority of the country know who knows who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, they had to so beat Notre Dame Max Duggan as well. They had to ah, beat Notre you're Dame. right. I forgot that. I keep yeah. forgetting they lost to them. Um, yeah. Brandon Rhodes says, do you even drink hot cocoa in Florida? I can't imagine. No, let's be clear. I live in Louisiana too. And no, no hot cocoa, but it's just that feeling. Like we all know, like if you live in Louisiana, you've never had a white Christmas, but you still like know what you imagine that feeling, uh, would be like, um, all right. So that's our Hendon hooker conversation. Uh, did I have another comment? Oh, here we go. Drew Carpenter said, T.O. Aaron, I see this very similar to the game of uh, UGA-LSU in 2013. Dogs win 41-38 Saturday. I don't necessarily agree with the actual take, but I, man, Aaron, I hated you that day. I hated you that day. The one year LSU finally has an offense, dude. I remember exactly where I was watching that game at Voodoo Barbecue getting hammered by some Georgia fans. And the one year LSU finally has an offense, you had to go and screw it up, dude, and outscore him that day. I was furious. Do you have any memories from that game? Yeah, it's the best game of my life. Uh, not gonna lie, it was a it was a hell of a really? game. Uh, two two elite offenses. I, I I will tell you this right now, like Georgia, better hope that that this game doesn't turn into that to a back and forth <laughs> shootout with offenses because, like you know, I think both offenses that day were were you know, fairly uh, similar when it just comes to, to star power. And I'm not, and, and, and Georgia fans get are been getting so mad at me for saying this this week. Georgia's offense is really good. I'm not saying that. Like, I love Todd Monk and I love what they're doing on offense. Uh, I'm hoping A.D. Mitchell's back. I think, you know, you get, you, Brock is f phenomenal. Maybe my favorite weapon in America. They are a very, very good offense. 
Tennessee is the best offense in the country. That is the difference. Yeah. So you do not want to get in a, a basketball-style football game fast break after fast break after fast break with the team that does it better than anyone else in America. That's all I'm saying. I'm not dissing Georgia's offense. I'm not saying Georgia's offense is not good. I'm just clearly stating the facts that Tennessee's offense is the best offense in America, led by the guy that's the front runner for the Heisman, led by three receivers that have been playing at a high level, a good offense line, and a good running game. That's it. Don't get in yeah. that track meet. <laughs> Want to keep this game somewhere in the low 30s or even high 20s. That it, it would be ideal. I can feel you fending off the incoming tweets. Listen, guys, play the tape. You have to, you're asking oh. people to deal with nuance, though, Aaron. That's a heavy ask. I much prefer Dude, I was just looking at a single tweeter headline and furious. <laughs> I was getting crushed on the Georgia message board yesterday because I said I took Tennessee at plus 11 and a half. I'm like, dude, I, that's I knew so it, dude. I knew it. I'm like, I mean, I knew it was going like, to happen. Oh, my God. Aaron, you still read about yourself on the Georgia message boards? Well, that, that, no, I, I feel like that, that, yeah, I was going to say that, 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 they, that stuff has a way of osmosis. It kind of finds you. It's like yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. A buddy of mine uh, texted me, said, you're getting just crushed on, on dog vent right now, <laughs> but you taking Tennessee and plus. No, plus not a dog I'm like, No, anywhere but dog vent. Shut up. Son of a bitch, dude. We'll never recover from this. <laughs> I, me, me and Brum were talking about message boards. They, they really are simultaneously, you know, a cesspool and a logical and awful in a lot of ways, but they are also completely representative of what makes college football so great, right? Because it's where the irrational passion resides. It's where, like, all the uh, cultural quirks of college football reside, mm -hmm. right? Is is we're basically just a bunch of idiots yelling at each other. No, you are the idiot. No, your fan base is bad. No, you guys are jerks when everybody's just getting drunk and yelling at each other every single Saturday. Uh, but that's why it's great. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why it's great. Um, I'm doing my best to avoid having to go in why Alabama's two touchdowns better than LSU. Uh, I got, I got, we can skip it and just pick our four for the night if you want. Because <laughs> you have been clearly <laughs> stalling for 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I wanted to relive some memories with Aaron, dude. Also, Aaron, what about this? Lane, Lane Kiffin to Texas. huh? Maybe he holds off. Wait on Sark to get fired. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. What do you think? You're playing okay. with fire okay. waiting for those two to get fired. No. Okay, look, is Alabama two touchdowns better than LSU? Um, the 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 sad answer is uh, uh probably, right? Because Vegas says so. Already the spread opens at 12 and a half and moves to 13 and a half. You look at it right now, Bama averages 43, LSU 35. Bama gives up 16, LSU gives up 21. Bama runs and throws for more yards. They give up less runs and throw for less yards. I mean, there are some there's some interesting stuff. Like LSU has a slight advantage on third down, offensively at least. Bama only allows 26% on third down. But no, man, if you just look at the numbers, uh, yeah, it's completely logical to arrive at that line. But you know what, Aaron? It's a good thing that I don't give a fuck about numbers, okay, dude? Because Saturday night, they got to come into Death Valley and they're going to deal with something greater than numbers. You know what that is? Pure human energy and electricity, okay? And Brian Kelly is ready to start the path of revenge. And what greater way to do so than taking Nick Saban and vivisecting him live on the table for the entire country to see? So I, I think probably Alabama's like two touchdowns better than LSU. Maybe. We'll All see. right. Well, uh, I, I I can see why the odds makers at Vegas <laughs> have said this, but there's their their momentum in football is a real thing. Confidence in football is a real thing, just like anything else in life. And and right now you have an LSU team that's playing with a lot of confidence on both sides of the football. I, I've enjoyed watching them on defense this entire season, besides obviously the game versus, versus Tennessee. Uh, but but right now, Jaden and, 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 and the receivers, the offensive line's playing better, the freshman tackles, the running game's getting going a little bit more. This is a team that feels like they belong, and that's half the battle when you yeah, face Alabama. Fair. Do you feel like you belong on the same field as the Crimson Tide? And right now, I think they do. And I think something that also worries me with Alabama is the comments they made, some of the players made after that Tennessee game. 
that there was a level of anxiety anxiety about facing Tennessee there on the road. And, and, and I said it weeks ago, like this is not the same Alabama team that, that, that I played. This isn't the same Alabama team that we've seen for the past decade. Like, I don't think people are, are as nearly afraid of Alabama as they were two, three, four, five plus years ago. Like they don't have that, that, that walk off the bus scariness that, that, that they won the game mentally before the game even started. Like, I don't think LSU looks at them and says, we're scared of you. I think LSU looks at this game as, hey, we're playing great football. It's six o'clock in our home stadium. It's going to be crazy. We've yeah. already seen you guys lose one game. We've seen you almost lose three games this year. I don't think they look at Alabama right now as invincible. Alabama is yeah, two no, or three no, plays away from being a three-loss team. So I think this is going to be a closer game than what Vegas has. I, I and you know look Vegas had Tennessee as being a close game it was like they're they're not always one hundred percent right right but but I'm just saying yeah. that I do I do see how you arrive there uh, but hmm. so so I guess the issue is is that a lot of the things that give us that give me confidence about LSU this weekend are a bit intangible like like you hit on it there Aaron belief is a hell of a thing right and this is an LSU team that is starting to believe in themselves for the first time in a couple of years and in the process, right? Believing in the bigger picture, not just believing in whatever the weekend's game plan or winning that game, but like but like a real belief that there is overall positive momentum and that, you know, there is real... It, what I love in life and in sports is that challenge and opportunity are two sides of the same coin, right? And the greater the challenge... Yeah, it may be harder and you may lose, but the greater the opportunity to write yourself into legend and to become immortal and to and to reach the deep, lasting satisfaction that only comes when you had to do some hard shit. Okay, so if I'm that LSU team, I'm chasing that ghost this week and I'm chasing that deep satisfaction. There's a reason why after the last game, Brian Kelly's post-game speech says October's for the pretenders. November is for the contenders. Okay. It starts this weekend at Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, Bama, this entire month. We're at November 1st. This entire month determines who the real champions are going to be. And I got goosebumps. I'm getting freaking hyped right now, dude. All right. Um, well, they're, also, they're hitting They're hitting at the right time, T-Bob. They, they, yep. You you are starting to see what 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 a great coach can do for a program with lots of talent. He can build it, and he can build it for for long term success. And you can see steady improvement through the season, which we have. We've seen steady progress. I feel like almost every single week this year for LSU, especially on the offensive side of the football. Obviously, especially with Jaden Daniels and the receivers, and you know Booty getting some confidence and 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 life in him a little bit more too. Like. The talent has always been there for LSU. It's now, can you get the guy at, at head coach that can take that talent, develop the talent, and take them to another level of consistency? And I think what yeah. we've seen over the past couple of weeks is suddenly that consistency factor, which we really didn't see for Coach O besides that one special season back in 19. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, look, just look at the resumes, right? LSU hasn't had a coach like this since Nick Saban. Uh, there's that's really yep. just an objective statement. Uh, all right, Aaron, first college football player of the night. We're not gonna spend a ton of time here, but I have put together a top four that I think you'll disagree with. Okay, I got number one, Tennessee. Okay, must be number one. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? Right? They've had the best win. Uh, they've had the best overall schedule. Uh, and there's all kind of metrics, you know, strength of schedule metrics that back this up. Um, Tennessee must be number one. Where I think it gets interesting. Wait, sorry, real quick, Eric. Do you have Tennessee one as well? I do. I, I think I think the committee okay. will put Tennessee at one. They they have hundred everything that you said. Like they have the best resume. They have the best win of the season versus Alabama. They've they've been yeah. four ranked opponents this year so far. So yes, I, I I think the committee will take that into account and say this is a this is a team that's checked everything off in order to be number one. So you want to know how you generate buzz for a ranking that doesn't really actually matter, but is fun to argue about. I'm putting Ohio state at number two and I get it. Ohio state hasn't really played anyone, but they have beaten the hell out of everyone. Plus 32 point differential 
wins over five and three Notre Dame, six and two Penn State aren't as good as Oregon's win for Georgia, but Ohio State hasn't had any scares either. And ultimately, that was the difference for me, right? I got Ohio State at two. I got UGA at three. They probably have the second best win. Um, but I don't they, – they, they, outside of that Oregon win, they haven't really played a great schedule, and they did have the big scare against Mizzou, so that's why I got UGA at three. All right, so I do want to make a clarification to Kirby Visor in the chat because this is this is always the dilemma I get caught in between my <laughs> my fan hat at Georgia and then obviously being a a uh, commentator of sports. Uh, this is to me this isn't saying Georgia or Tennessee is the better football team. Obviously, that will get decided this weekend. This is purely Agreed. me saying Tennessee has done everything to deserve the number one spot this year. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like they have. Equal records, I would say a better resume and and more quality wins compared to Georgia. That's it. Not saying they're a better team. I'm just saying they, as of right now, based on their schedule, they deserve to be the number one team in this first ranking. Obviously, this will all get decided this weekend versus Georgia and Tennessee as they play uh, there in Athens. All right, my number two spot, I do have Georgia at number two. Yeah, uh, I think that, that win versus Oregon was absolutely tremendous and, and it's kind of even showing itself more and more as Oregon is, is well, I mean, also long the top time ago right though, right? I can't even, I can't really remember the game. I get, what happened it, I again? get it. But what was it like 38 to 20 or something? What happened? Uh, just, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Right, that's know, my dude. number two is Georgia threes, Ohio state. I dropped Ohio state a little bit because the past two weeks, they have not been able to run the football. That is a little bit of a concern for me. A little bit too one dimensional, two straight Fair. games under hundred yards. It's a little bit scary. You cannot be one dimensional. If you're going to want to win a championship, I uh, then for Michigan, I really, really like michigan i like their offense i like their defense i still have concerns about the quarterback spot but everything else looks really really elite so one tennessee two georgia three ohio state four michigan for me okay so i'm there for so the only thing we flip we just flipped our middle two because yeah obviously michigan has to be four um i, I just you can't put them any higher because they honestly need to be punished for their schedule um, yeah. they're the only team in this top four without a non-conference power five win. They challenge themselves in no ways. Like sure. Ohio state's Notre Dame win may not look like what it once did, but Notre Dame's always a good football team. Okay. Michigan did yeah. Colorado state, Hawaii, and Yukon. That shit is cowardly. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see on Michigan. I, and then I got Clemson at five right on the outside looking in. And look, I have refined my Clemson takes. We don't have time today, but we can get into those a bit more uh, later. And while I don't want Clemson to make the playoff, again, I do acknowledge the reality that if they go undefeated, uh, they will be in the playoff. Um, they have ranked wins over NC State and Syracuse, or NC State, Syracuse, and Wake Forest, which, you know, is kind of like, huh, I guess I didn't realize that. But let's see we'll play this game with everybody by the end of the year but let's see how those wins age over time because they were all close games and they're all kind of leaving a bit to be desired yeah i'm i'm, I'm most interested tonight to get a pulse from the committee of how they view the big 12 this year because the big 12 doesn't have an elite big brand uh at the top it's tcu and we we, we talked about duggan and, and the issue of the brand there do they put them ahead of a one-loss Alabama? I think this is a big sign of where they view the Big 12 and the Big 12 chances of making it to the playoffs. Oh, well, uh, yeah, Big 12. We'll see. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One of the main things to look out for tonight. All right, y'all. Well, we'll probably react to it a bit tomorrow. Uh, I'm guessing yep. tomorrow also dive into Tennessee, Georgia a bit more in depth. Uh, a huge thank you to everyone hanging out in the chat with us um like i mean look y'all listen y'all know how much fun we're having doing the show i hope y'all are having fun uh thank you all so much for helping us to continue to grow this thing remember hitting the like button on these youtube videos helps uh if, if you listen to the podcast really excited about what's going on there uh if you rate it and review it or like send it to your friends all of that really really helps us and then if you want to join us on fanduel FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Uh, a huge thank you to our wonderful producer, uh, Ryan Brumley. Huge thank you to Aaron Murray. Huge thank you to Papa Colin. Uh, Papa Jeff now as well. Congratulations on ruling the world and creating AMP. And um, yes, I, I will also probably on AMP give you some... 
Tales of the Jedi thoughts as well. Uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you tomorrow on set. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 